Welcome to the GPS Training Podcast, the monthly podcast keeping you up to date with everything in the world of outdoor GPS navigation. Welcome to this month's GPS Training Podcast. It's our 49th episode. This month, I'm joined again by my co-host, Ian, who who delivers our South of England training courses. Welcome, Ian, to this month's GPS Training Podcast. Thank you very much, John. Yes, good to talk to you again. You know, I've just realised our 49th episode. I know. So, are we going to do something next next I month? I was thinking. I was thinking different. exactly the same. What are we? What are we? We've got to do something. We've got to do something completely different, haven't we? Really? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. Think about that. <laughs> We've got months. Months to think <laughs> about. That one. Okay. Have you been up too much over the last month, Ian? Uh, wood turning, John. Wood, wood turning. turning. Wood turning yeah. is the future. This is, this is this is my show and tell. Look at that. <laughs> Uh, so I turned to that the other day, all the beading. So all that bead, bead work on a spindle. Ian, I hate to tell you, this is actually a, a, a verbal podcast and people can't see the same. Oh, I'm still going to show you, though. <laughs> yes. So I've, I've converted my shed into a little wood-turning workshop. Excellent. So, yes, and it is very impressive, that, Ian. It is very uh, good. That. So, uh... <laughs> Got to learn a new skill. Got to learn a new skill through lockdown, John. That was one of the few GCSEs I actually got when I left school was woodwork. So actually, I can uh, I can do that. I still, I still put my feet on the coffee table I built when I was 16 years old and my Fantastic. mahogany coffee table. Yeah. So. <laughs> are you missing delivering the GPS training? Because we're not delivering any GPS training course at the moment. Are you missing the, are you enjoying the free time at weekends? Well, as we were just discussing, we should be up in... Um... Should be up in Northamptonshire this weekend, John. Mm-hmm. It should have been the first Braybrook course, uh, which is a real shame. I was having a bit of a laugh with Carol at breakfast this morning because the guy I met <clears throat> at the village hall, he said, "What well, a course, Ian. There's probably quite a lot will happen between October and when I met him and January." And I was thinking, "No, surely not, really." <laughs> mm, <quite laughs> yes, yeah, a lot has so happened. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's a real shame, really. Um, for a variety of reasons, but it's normally such a busy time of the year for us, Joe. January, is, February, yeah. March, we're normally rammed with courses, and at the well, moment every, we've got everything postponed. But again, it's it's quite yeah, strange. Virtually every weekend, there's yeah. a course going on somewhere, isn't there, and mm-hmm. around the country, and it's just doesn't uh, not not there at the moment. Mm-hmm. And the big question is: Did you see the video we made after last month's podcast? The video that we did, the, we did the top ten selling GPS units. If people have not heard the podcast last month, we did the top ten selling GPS units for November and December last year. And it was so good. I, I made it into a bit of a video, put it on the I website. Did. With I overlaid it with the um, of the uh, video of, of, of the picture. Sorry, of the uh, the various units. I did. Um, I saw it. That I was me kind it. of bored at New Year's. Can you tell? <laughs> Lockdown New Year, no drinking, no drinking on New Year's Day as we do in the North North England. So we, uh, I did a, I did a video instead, and I thought it was quite good, and it's been well received actually. I, I, I you know, finally we've made, I've made it to, to YouTube, John. <laughs> don't finally. read, the, don't read the comments underneath if you're on YouTube. Oh really? <laughs> oh. <laughs> There's a lot of haters on YouTube, so uh, yeah, they kind of. Oh, well, a lot of experts. Yes. How can you review vid GPS units sat inside? Well, it's Northumberland and it's freezing cold. <laughs> uh, because we probably owned one for quite a few years. <laughs> oh, don't, don't read the comments on YouTube. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Oh, I must do. Oh, I'll do that after this. I've got to do this. <laughs> yeah, there you are. If people have not seen the video, is the video, if, if you saw last month's GPS, or listened to last month's GPS training podcast, we did a review of the top 10 videos and I did a uh, top 10 GPS units, sorry, and I created a video 
video and I say overlaid it with the various uh, units so you can see what we're talking about. And if you go to our website, which is gpstraining.co.uk, click on news and the top story is the top 10 best-selling GPS units for the start of 2021. And we had a little bit of feedback, Ian, as well. We had lots of great feedback, actually, from the podcast. A lot of people really commenting how much they like it. And actually, um, some people comment, or a gentleman commented that um, we need to stop joking about the uh, the delay in the 125,000 map card um, because, um, yeah, he's waiting for his. And... Uh, we're, we're jesting too much about it. So people don't know, uh, Garmin was supposed to be bringing out a, a new 125,000 map card in January of this year, which is, you know, I still believe it's going to be Easter time. And um, he, he thinks we jest too much about it on the podcast. And um, we can only apologise. We're not here to offend anybody. We're just here to have a bit of a, a laugh John, and bring a smile to people's faces, aren't we? John, John <laughs> as I keep on saying to Carol, a bit like the government, over-promising, under-delivering. <laughs> that's Garmin for you, yes, that's right. <laughs> Over-promising, under-delivering. Sorry, we should be serious, shouldn't we? We should be serious about this. But I can honestly say, I, you know, it's, it's funny. We have, a, we have a few customers who, rightly, have got various issues with Garmin about various things. I honestly wish you could see what is going on at the moment. We're in a national pandemic. Um, I'm not going to defend Garmin. I'm, I'm, I never defend Garmin. We have a national pandemic. My, or our, uh, our, our way into Garmin is currently working two days a week. <laughs> on a Monday and a Thursday. So every Monday and Thursday, you know Tom, because he's been on the podcast, about, he's yes. messed with a big list of things that we need to do. So um, I, I suspect there's a lot of social distancing have to take place in the workforce. Our people working from home. So they are behind. I'm not, I don't want to defend Garmin, but they are behind massively with a lot of their, their stuff. And rightly so, because they've got to put their staff at the fore, really. Yeah. So yeah. Um, again, I suspect when they said it was going to be a January, February launch, I, um, I suspect we didn't know we we're going to be in lockdown four, lockdown three. Sorry, <laughs> it's all merging into one. Do you know something that we don't? <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So again, I, I, I say, uh, come on, let's be kind people in 2021. You know, can let get a little bit off. And uh, yeah, we're here to break your smile. So again, please don't take offence to anything that we say in the podcast. So, in this month's GPS Training Podcast, we discuss the all-new GPS Training website. We also discuss, um, really, the end of life of the Montana 680T. It's actually been discontinued. What else will follow in that range? We're going to discuss also powering a GPS unit that has a built-in battery. Do we need a power pack? And if so, what options are available? And then we have Ian's FAQs, the frequently asked questions Ian gets asked while supporting our customers. So the first thing on this month's GPS Training Podcast is the all-new GPS Training website. We're actually recording this on Friday. We're recording out on the, this is the Friday before the Monday when it goes out. So it goes out on the first of the month. This is the Friday morning um, before the podcast goes out. And on the Tuesday of this week, we launched the new GPS training podcast. Um, you actually sent me a text, Ian, complimenting Ian, on his website, uh, John. The web, the website. I mean, you launched the website. website. Not the did I say the podcast today? Sorry, I think you did. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> we launched a new website. Sorry, it's been that kind of week. Sorry, on Tuesday yeah. we launched yeah. a new, um, the new website. And you even sent me a text on on Tuesday night. Even your wife even likes it as well. So uh, yeah, we must have done something good. right. No, no, no. I think it is so. It's so much, you know, it's more intuitive for customers to look at the bits they want to look at easily. Um, images are up to date. Um, from my point of view, really easy to find reviews um, for when I send links to customers. 
Yeah, it just looks really, really good, John. Yeah. yeah, it's quite interesting. Actually, in January of last year, January of last year, I actually write down my, getting too nerdy here, I write down my business plan, the things we're going to achieve in the following 12 months. And number one on that list was new GPS training website. Uh, but actually, when March happened last year, there's a lot of other things uh, <laughs> got uh, higher up that list um, as we hit the pandemic and the world kind of changed and it kind of got shoved to the um, uh, the, the back burner. But as we came up to Christmas last year, we really did realise that our website was creaking. It was suffering from old age, and um, and and the business has grown out of all proportion really um, since that website was launched. So, yeah. as we went into lockdown three, we kind of thought, right, what better time? January of the year, we gave ourselves a deadline of one month to do it, and we created the new website. It's a lot of weekends, a lot of late nights, and uh, we eventually got there. So, some of the key things I don't know. Yeah, go and have a look at it. It's gpstraining.co.uk. Some of the key things that I think are working really well on it is there's a really great search facility. So on the top right-hand corner, there's a little basket symbol next to it is actually a, um, a little magnifying glass. And if you type into there, it's a search box. And it searches not just the products, it searches the articles and things. So what I've done is put all the old reviews on there, all the old news articles. So if you're looking for a review on, say, a Montana 700, just type into there, Montana 700. And what it does in the search box, it puts your products at the top and then your articles underneath. So as Ian was rightly saying there, you know, if you're looking for a review on batteries or on a specific unit, it's a really nice, easy way to find it rather than having to go through your menus and not really know what you're looking for. Hmm. And have you yeah. found that? I think it's a really nice feature, isn't it? Yeah, uh, it, it 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 is because beforehand, I, I just think the way where the reviews were um, and all the news and things like that, it was people really didn't go that far into the old website. But as you say, now it's all on one page, then mm-hmm. for people to see, then then it's it's there for them, isn't it? And hopefully they'll it'll make their lives easier, make our lives easier. And as I say, I just think it, it just. And, and I think the thing is that with all this last year, so many companies have taken an opportunity to update their websites. And that's what they've got to do if they're going to exist as a business, really, isn't it? They've got to move with what's what's happening. And old-looking websites are, I think, quite easy. They, they stand out very obviously now. Yes. Um, and, and, you know, because so many people now depend on a decent website to do whatever. Mm-hmm. So... Um, no, yeah. I'm quite pleased with it. And and the uh, one thing we've been asking customers to do, you, you, if you get our newsletter, we sent this newsletter out on Wednesday, um, saying if you have got a GPS unit, please do review it on our new website. So if you've bought a, a Montana 700 or a, a GPS map, whatever, you know, it doesn't really matter. Go onto our website, find the unit that you've got, and let's please leave a nice, honest review to help other people out. So if you've got your unit, go on there, leave a review. And what we're doing at the moment, and I say we, we mentioned this in the newsletter that went out on Wednesday, is if you leave a review in the first 10 days of February, so up to the 10th of February on the GPS training website, which is really going to be every review, you're going to put into a draw, and we're going to give one person, one lucky winner, a free Garmin Instinct watch we are. So, Very so, good. So if you get, yeah, leave a review. Um 
the opponent that draw and as a thank you we're going to give one person a Garmin Instinct. We're going to do a live draw I think on Facebook or something like that of all those people. And again what it also does is quite interesting when I've seen those reviews come in it kind of shows you which units we're selling. So it lists all those units and you can see actually there's no reviews for the 22X but there's some for the 32, there's lots for the 66S yeah. and this guy. Yeah. So it actually shows you which ones we are selling because it's our customers then going back on and reviewing it. And there's some really nice genuine honest reviews we don't want you to um to say something's great if it's not let's be honest help other people who are looking to buy a gps unit and you guys have got great knowledge and actually pass that on to other people and, yeah. and that that really is helped and again some of the reviews are, are crap have you, have you had a chance to read any of them Ian, or not i've read one or two of them that people have been sending in and you know as, as you say it, it it just helps people i think see just how easy or difficult a particular GPS is because um, I had a communication with a gentleman the other day and at times um, I think his, he was a bit fed up with something, I can't even remember what it was now, but at the end of the day my comment back to him was sometimes Garmin don't consider the end user experience mm -hmm. and and that's what it's all about, isn't it? It's, it's Yes, they all look beautiful and pretty and lots of buttons to press or screens to touch, but it's are they easy to use? And that's what that's what we need help with from our customers, really, isn't it? And to be honest, it's funny is, is somebody gave a, a three-star review. It's out of five stars. So somebody gave a three-star review on one of the products. I'm going to mention the product. And actually, I, I read the review and I went, I totally understand it. I, do, I, do, I, do, I can't disagree with you. I, I totally mm. agree okay. with why you gave it three stars. I totally agree with the because you, you gave logical reasons on why you'd done that. And I kind of thought, good on you because actually that's the kind of thing i would want to know before i bought that gps unit and actually you've been using it for you no know, two three years i don't know how long the gentleman had it and he gave a really good honest review and i kind of think that's if i was buying a gps unit i would then look and go okay i'm now going to look at something else because this gentleman's told me x y and z rather than just looking at the picture and buying it on the back of oh the screen looks the right size or x y and z so i think you guys on the um the, who listen to the podcast know you usually gps units go on there leave a review you get a chance of winning this watch and hopefully well you will help people out going forward so um let's see if we can get a lot of these uh those products not just i must say not just gps units accessories so again leave a review on on a unit if you've got one if you've got an accessory whether it's in a bike mount or a backpack tether or we're going to talk about battery packs later on not leave a review on that as well you know you can leave multiple reviews you don't just need to yeah. leave one um and help other people out again backpack tell us something gave a really valid um feedback on there he thought the cord was getting stuck when he was sticking it back onto his rucksack i, I kind of thought yeah that happens on mine <laughs> really good valuable feedback on, on on accessories so yeah get on there and um yeah leave a review you should do one as well ian i don't know if you could you can win the watch i wouldn't suspect oh, i'll have to ban you from the thinking, i'm sure in the i thought in the small print it would say employees of gps training um oh, to me ian if you get to draw that hat you just put your back in and wouldn't i know you, you would yeah it's a waste of time i do enough reviews i think so, yeah. but also but also john seriously joking apart um because we did say that we were going to be very serious about this podcast today, um, <laughs> rather than joking all the time. Um, don't forget, people shouldn't forget the, the, the Garmin share an idea um, feedback that they can give, because seriously, it's all very well them saying, oh, well, this GPS doesn't do this, doesn't do that, find this found this difficult, found that difficult. But you've they have got, all customers have got this inner 
into Garmin uh, through share an idea. And they, I mean, all you, I do all you know, or if they can't find it on our website, if you just uh, Google it, um, it takes you to the Garmin webpage. And, and it is a, you know, it's all very well saying to us, oh, don't like this, don't like that. Go to go direct to Garmin and share share your thoughts with Garmin as well. Yeah, I'm not sure you're right because I put that I put that link into our uh, yeah. into the uh, the notes from the podcast. Um, I've used that quite a few times over the last six yeah. weeks. So this is a way you can ago. submit your ideas to Garmin. I'll put a link uh, below uh, in the in the notes from the podcast, and um, yeah, you can submit that that way. But the key things on the website, um, which you may be interested in, is. Um, new updated form which is personalized gps recommendation which is if you've never had a gps before or you're thinking of updating it there's a nice form to fill in there um i'm actually very proud of myself there because i actually that coded that page myself really? um I, I was taught by a a great guy called jan on youtube i was i sat there one sunday afternoon with jan on youtube and uh, i was very proud of myself actually you, you, and um, you obviously had a a slow weekend that weekend, I, I just, <laughs> and I, I coded this form, and it was quite amusing actually because I came. I was very proud of myself. It took me about six hours to code this form, uh, and my wife walks in the office and said, "What the hell are you doing, John?" I said, "I've coded this form. Jan's been teaching me." He says, "Who's Jan?" So I showed him Jan. Said, "John, Jan looks nineteen, and you're fifty-one." <laughs> <laughs> I said, "Me and Jan like that. We're like that, yeah." yeah. So. Um, yeah, so Jan taught me how to code. So I've got another. I've got another form to code. Um, so I'm not going to do this. We can have a weekend off. But um, <laughs> yeah, so Jan did me there. So again, nice little form which you can fill in, and we can do that personal recommendation. Other key thing is when you do look on any of the products, especially the GPS units, there's a FAQs tab. FAQs tab. We've really worked hard to put the frequently asked questions in there according to that unit. So there's video reviews on the batteries that work alongside that unit. There's video reviews on if there's a power pack that works alongside those unit. And again. If you think there's anything that we've missed out on the FAQs, because again, we're really having that as like a self-help area, um, drop us an email at GPS Training saying, this would have been an interesting answer to have according to that GPS unit. We can add that to the FAQ. So again, if you're looking through the website, if you get any, uh, and we're, we're here to take feedback. No, actually, somebody said it'd be really nice to have a comparison um, form of all the different units. And guess what? We've created a comparison form. We're kind of, there's a few little tweaks. Um, hopefully that'll be live on the website um, starting next week. Um, as a PDF download and things. So again, if you give us your feedback, um, we'll we'll take that on board and hopefully introduce that. And it's the time to do it. We've we've given ourselves February to keep working on the website, make it 100%. Um, so it's those little tweaks now. So if you've got any ideas, uh, please do that. Go on there and leave your reviews and just have a look at it and uh, let us know your thoughts. If you want to find out more about the new GPS training website, please just go to our website, which is gpstraining.co.uk. The next thing on this month's GPS training podcast is the future of the, in inverted commas, old Montana 600 range. It's just when we were populating the uh, the new website, this kind of ties into the last website, we were getting the images off Garmin, so we'd done some new images, and um, they kindly were off giving us those at the correct resolution and everything. And, uh, yeah, Tom said, I'm struggling to get the images for the 680 Montana 680T. He said, I think it may be being discontinued. So, uh, oh, right. <laughs> yeah, this was, uh, may I add, this was about half nine one night when we were doing these images. Um, and again, Tom was kindly working uh, alongside us remotely. And um, yeah, so we kind of came back and he came back the following day. So, yeah, I can confirm that 
the A has been discontinued. So um, we've literally got one on the shelf, which will sell. But I kind of made us think, what is the longevity going to be of the 610, 680 as well? If the 680 Ts comes to the end of life. No, as people know, it's been replaced now by the Montana 700, 700i, 750i. Are we going to have this for much longer, Ian? What are your thoughts on it? Um, I, I have a thought. A thought suddenly come to my mind, but... I don't know whether I should share it, John, because it'll only get some people upset. Is do you reckon they'll keep them going for as long as they don't fix this problem with the map cards? Ah, oh, that's a valid point, actually. Yeah, never thought of that. Yes. Yeah. And then once they've sorted the map cards out, Ooh. do you reckon then? Because at the moment they, I mean, I, mean, I know that um, I don't know. That's a really good idea, actually. I suppose because the 680T is the one that comes with the topo mapping. Now, actually, all Montanas now come with the topo mapping. I suspect it's their least selling um, products. So let's, let's not produce more of them yeah. um, if we've come to the end of our, of our batch as such. Um, yeah. But let's keep doing the Montana 610, 680 until the map card problem is sorted. No, and I don't. then it gets discontinued. Um, I'll be honest with you. Our sales on that unit has has fallen to the edge of a cliff. I'll be honest. Well, with you. I'm not surprised because um, they they just look so you know, compared to the Montana 700, they are just they, it just looks old. It's old technology, isn't it? It um, is. Uh, and you know we've talked we've spoken enough about the Montana 700, and it's just a great it's just a great GPS. So why would you? I mean, understandably, budget. There's mm -hmm. still the budget aspect of it. Um, which I, you know, we've, I know you and I fully understand. But apart from that, really, there's nothing, there's nothing really going for them, is there? I don't think it, anymore. So it's funny because I speak to a number of people about it, and, and a number of people are, are, are swung towards it because actually they think the screen on the Montana 700 is too big. They think the screen on the Oregon 700 is too small, and they see that as an intermediary. And I mm. do warn them, and I always tell them this figure, and I'm never scared of talking figures. I say, since the Montana 700 range has been launched, we have sold over 300 GPS units in that Montana 700 mm. range. In yeah. the same time, equivalent Montana 610, uh, 680, 680T, we'll have sold eight, ten. Mm. Yeah. Huh? And, I, and I always say that to people. I said, there's nothing wrong with it. But I'm just letting you know that that is the way it is. And a lot of those people who had the old Montana 610, 680, 680T have upgraded to the 700 and they'd love it. They'd love it. Yeah. Um, so it's something I, yeah, I, I always try to be honest with people because actually, you know, when you get them out on paper, say, well, there's this, this fits this criteria, this fits, it does fit a criteria, but it has been, the Montana 700 is just such a better beast, isn't it, really? Says, oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's no two ways about it, really. I mean, I did I did read a comment, though, on someone when they were looking. I think it was the, this week or last week. Someone was saying that they wanted a Montana 610 or 680 because they didn't want to buy the 700 with all the technology involved. They just wanted a slightly bigger screen uh, GPS. Um, so I suppose there is also that. But at the end of the day, if you want anything to do anything nowadays, you just buy a Montana at least a Montana 700, wouldn't you? Mm -hmm. well, I can't think of why... Yeah. Why would do it? Why get elsewhere? Yeah. It's funny, because I think that maybe the, the ones that we've sold has often been recommending. What we find in this marketplace, you know, somebody says, oh, I've got this Montana 
units, it's great, you want the same. And then the person doesn't really do any research, just goes and buys what their friend has recommended them, really, isn't it? Mm. I always joke, yeah. it's a bit like your car sales. And, you know, you kind of, it's amazing how you always stick to the same brand of car. And often yeah. you have the same brand of car that what your your parents used to have. It goes <laughs> down a generation yeah. sometimes. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. A brand loyalty. So when your friend says, "Oh, I've got a such and such a GPS unit. This is the best one on the market," I always took because I always say the person who tells you what they have is the best. How do they really know? Because they've not really tried anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah. just to justify yeah. that. So just giving you guys a head up, really. I think the the Montana six eighty has come to the end of its life. And the Montana 610, 680 um, will be coming in the near future. So, again, just get a heads up. Um, I always say things as well. I mentioned a few people on the phone when they've been talking you know, about trading in a GPS unit, trading in their old Montana, is when it gets discontinued, the second-hand value of that unit will also fall as well. So giving you guys a heads up. You know, if you are wanting to trade that unit in with ourselves, you know, do it now rather than later. Uh, because the value will de- like when it's, when it's a unit no longer produced, no, it's quite hard to know the price. The secondhand price will also uh, come down as well. So, if you want to find out more about the Montana Seven Hundred, please do go to all our all new GPS training website, uh, GPSTraining.co.uk, and now just click on the search icon in the top right, uh, the little magnifying glass, and just put in there Montana Seven Hundred. You'll see our product reviews of it. You'll also see the different products at the top of the screen. The next thing on this month's GPS training podcast is a discussion about power packs and how they can work alongside those units with a built-in battery. Built-in batteries, Ian. This is the future, isn't it, into a GPS It unit. is. Got to be. We're going to hold our hands up. We just had the conversation before we came on. I hate when people say, well, we had the conversation before we came on. But it's amazing when you start using that internal battery. It's going to be hard to go back to AA batteries, Ian, isn't it, I think? Uh, I... Well, it's no. There's no reason to. Mm-hmm. It, it uh, as I say, since I've had the sixty six SR, it's it's just so, it's just so different. Um, you're not having to. Like the other day, I was I, I went out for a quick walk and I took it with me. For some reason, I can't. Well, I did. Oh, I know why it was because I thought, oh, I'm, I'm actually going to go and do a bit of geocaching, see if I can increase my increase my 17 fines since 2006 um and i thought well, i'm pretty sure the battery is all right but i just chucked it in the charger for half an hour it, you know because i probably hadn't used it for a, a week or two so i just like chucked it in you know just connected it up to a charger whilst i was sorting myself out and it just whereas beforehand you know you'd be taking your batteries out finding a battery charger plugging that in and but you just know it's just ready to go don't you yeah it's it's it's, it's, it's it, like a mobile phone really it now. completely changes your mindset it completely yeah. you know, as, you, as you rightly say there you know you're talking 66 sr 36 hours of battery life you know like and it is it is achieving that you know again i've always been very skeptical on bat- garmin's battery life but actually when you've got these built-in batteries it's giving us what they're telling us 36 hours of battery life, 66i, 35 hours of battery life, Montana 700, 700i, 750i, 18 hours, sat back to 20, 16 hours. So it's giving you that, and, and I'm like you, you know, I, I went out the week before last and it was freezing cold conditions, and I thought, I'm going to go out and get a good few miles under my belt, 17 mile walk, you no, know, get out. And I switched my GPS on, you no, know, the, the night before 
they had 50% battery life. And I thought, I don't even need to charge this. I don't need to. This is 50% battery life. I've got, you know, 15, 17 hours of battery. I'm not, I'm going to be out for seven or eight hours. And I loaded my route on and went out and walked it. Now, I just sit there going, what a, what a change in mindset. A, I've got the confidence that I've got my 35 hours of battery life because I've proved that in what I've done in the past. And therefore, you don't need to keep worrying about charging it. And and I think it's completely changed the mindset of of what what we can do. Mm. Mm. So, yeah, I think it's the big way forward. But a lot of people are asking about you know, how I can keep these powered if I go off-grid. So I'm walking a long-distance trail. I'm camping. I'm not going to see a power supply. Or alternatively, I'm um, yeah, going off-grid in a wild camping, even overnight and something like mm. this. So... Montana 700 um, and also SatMap Active 20 come with the AA adapters as well. So each of those you can run off AA batteries. You can't run the 700i or the 750i off AA batteries. So that is an option. But I question if you're buying that battery adapter, which is quite a bit of money, why wouldn't I instead buy a, a, a power pack? A power pack is quite lightweight. Put it in your rucksack and we can do. Now, within this debate, I'm also going to bring in your mobile phone as well, because actually with this power pack, we can charge our mobile phone. Um, mobile phone, Ian, are wireless charging these days, aren't they? I don't know, John. I've got an iPhone 7. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, they, no, no you're right. They, they do. Well, yes. the, a lot of the iPhones now are, are yeah. wireless charging. And, and we even get charging in our car, Ian, these days. You know, wireless charging your car. Well, you must yes, have I, that, surely. Well, well, I do, but it's of no use to me. <laughs> Got to buy a new phone. <laughs> <laughs> so when you buy your car, you have to upgrade your phone. To yeah, it's it, yeah. yeah, it's another, another big expense. <laughs> Yeah, add that onto the price of your new car, a new thousand yeah. pound iPhone, so you can charge. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. So yeah. the key thing is, is I've started doing a bit of this research of, of of the power that we have. So these batteries, all most GPS, well, all GPS units except the SatMap have a three thousand one hundred mAh battery. When you start actually researching it, uh, a smartphone has a three thousand one hundred mAh battery in it as well. So they all have the same power within it, which makes total sensory. So a Montana seven hundred is really going for half the power because it's powering a, a super large screen on that. So yeah, and again, yeah. I have this big debate, and people must be emailing. But like you know, with your iPhone or something like that, I always think you get twenty four hours charge out of it. Would you if you were running it twenty four hours a day, or would you get? Do you? Well, <laughs> well, uh, yeah. If you don't do anything, my, I mean, my. You know, like iPhones, uh, my iPhone does need sorting out really for the battery. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's a. To the, I think the, the difference is, John, um, it's a totally unreliable power source. Yes. The iPhone battery. It is. That 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 is the, and we know that cold affects smartphones really yeah. quickly. Yeah. Uh, That's exactly and, right. Yeah. But it's interesting that they've all got the same MAH rating, but actually you can see the difference. E.g., the size of the screen ruins the battery life so the bigger the battery the, the poorer the battery life is going to be so the bigger the screen the poorer the battery life is going to be and also an iphone has got a big screen or a smartphone has got a big screen that also is, is going to take a lot of power um in there and as we've discussed cold weather with smartphones doesn't perform very well but what i'm saying is with this power pack we can also power our gps units and also our smartphones so 
What I've done is, is um, there's, there's going to be a video on our website of these various products, but we've got a, a, a couple of ranges that we're, we're now stocking, which is what's called a Power Traveller and also Go Zero products. We've also always stocked Go Zeros and we've start, just started bringing Power Traveller into it. Now, Power Traveller do a, a what's called a Sport 25 um, um, Power Traveller, and they say that will um, charge your... GPS or smartphone twice it will do. Sat map once because the sat maps can yeah. have large things. So if you think about it, if you've got a 35 hour um, life on your battery life on your GPS unit when you go out and do it, you know, if you went and, and charged it another twice off this charger, well, you've got 100 hours of battery life. Yeah. Yeah. We could walk 10 hours a day for the next 10 days. Yeah. We're sorted. And I think the interesting thing is, is that. Um, over the last few years, we've all, you and I, we both had uh, people come through our courses who are ultramarathon runners. And one of their biggest problems is how do I carry God knows how many AA batteries with me mm -hmm. to keep me going day after day after day? It's quite interesting it's, to say, the, it's, it's interesting this is about when you talk about the ultra runners and charging it is one thing I've learned an awful lot over the last, I'm going to say the last six weeks when I've been kind of researching this is um, how quickly it takes to charge this. And when I tell you this, you must go, oh, that makes a lot of sense. It takes the same charge, same time to charge a battery from zero to 80% as it does to charge a battery from 80% to 100%. Yeah, can imagine. Yeah, yeah. Because of that extra power that comes. Now, um, yeah. so therefore, you're, this is where I go back to when we talk about like going out with your GPS at 60% or 80% is don't get too hung up about that because actually you plug it in, it's your, your GPS at 80%, you charge it to fully charge. You can take the same type of charge to charge to 100% as it did if it was 0 to 80%. Mm -hmm. So yeah. when we talk about ultra runners and people going totally off grid, the ultra runners are maybe just stopping for an hour. So actually they're charging their GPS unit from say 20% to 60% in that hour. And not to be concerned about that. I don't think you've got to charge it to 100%. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's quite an interesting thing. Now, again, I'm going to get very, very nerdy here. I'm going to nerd in the podcast, aren't I? You've, had, you, you've had too much time have, on your hands. Jeff. If you have a Tesla car, Ian. Come on, Ian. I don't. But if you had a Tesla car, <laughs> when you go to Tesla Charger, your fast charger, they, they only charge their cars to 80%. Right. Because they want you off the charger as quickly as possible for the next person to go on. Yeah. So, yeah. if you've got a Tesla car, you must be know this anyway if you've got a Tesla car, but the t people people know what a Tesla car is, surely, which is an electric yeah. car. So, yeah. they go on and they charge it to 80% because it would take you 20 minutes to charge it to 80% and then a further 20 minutes to charge it to 100%. And what you do on a Tesla charger, I don't have a Tesla, I just know <laughs> this, I don't know why. If you're on your Tesla charge for more than 10 minutes after the charge is finished, you actually get a fine off Tesla for hogging the charging point. Really? <laughs> so, Ian, if you've got a Tesla and you want to beat the system, change your setting on your Tesla car to 100% charge, and you then have 40 minutes on the Tesla charger with a further 10 minutes without getting a fine. All right, very good. There you are. Well, That's your fact as, today. As you and I, John, have discussed... <laughs> It, I'm I'm many years away from even considering going that part that route for cars. Mm. But anyway, it's a GPS podcast. But it's, not, it, but it's an interesting thing that actually charging that to eighty percent again. We can bring that into our GPS world, especially for the ultra runners who stop for half yeah. an hour. E.g., if your GPS is hitting eighty percent after that 
half an hour stop as you're on your ultra. Don't worry about it because actually it's going to take you another half hour to get to 100%. Mm. So don't mm. get obsessed with charging. Now, it's quite funny because, again, with your smartphone, if you charge your smartphone, often it says this phone is going to be fully charged in this long. When you actually start looking at your smartphone, it makes sense. It ties into what we were just saying. So actually, sometimes I think, I don't need to charge my smartphone because it's 80%. I stick it on the charge and it says, it's going to take four hours to charge to 100%. I go, how come when actually, when you plug it in, it's going to take six hours or whatever to, to charge it from a far lower battery level? That The reason is it charges very quickly when it's flat. So it's yeah, something to, yeah. to bear in mind when we're charging our, yeah, our GPS yeah, units. There. Yeah. But no, I say, I think these, you know, power power packs do just give people just so much scope now don't don't they and and also if you think about it if you're really not wanting to use it by the time you've put your gps into expedition mode as well mm -hmm. then <laughs> it's a lot of days isn't it but when you, you carry that power pack with you that, that's why i tried to bring the phone into the equation actually more than likely you'd be using it to keep your smartphone charged yeah yeah Especially yeah. for a day walk or if you're just while camping out for a weekend or something yeah. like that. So a cheap power pack for £45, something like a power tablet, Sport 25, will keep you going for 10 days or keep you and your smartphone going for, no, your GPS unit and your smartphone going for a, 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 like two day charges in your day. So you could be out for three yeah. days, three day, 10 days walking and we're sorted by a GPS unit. Now... You can move up to something like a Harrier Twenty Five in the in the Power Traveler, and that now has wireless charging on it. So if you've got a smartphone that has wireless charging, for really for an extra twenty pounds, you can just literally attach it. Has a bit of a bungee around it. Sit your smartphone on, and you can do wireless charging when you are. So you've got a backup for your GPS unit if need be, but you can also charge your smartphone wirelessly if you have that capability. So really, not for not a lot of money, you've got a a, a battery pack, lightweight, in the back of your rucksack just in case that Very good. can either keep you going 10 days if you just your GPS units or keep you going three days for your GPS unit not need any charge and your smartphone for three days so again not a lot of money you, you can have up and running aren't you and at this point we've not even brought the solar panel in so there is a so yeah. you, you could get a yeah. solar panel and you could become totally self-sufficient on your trek from here to well John O'Groce Land's End or whatever you can do once we come out of this lockdown you can then move on to something a little bit more advanced. So again, there's a Powerlad Traveller Merlin 75SD, which is 20,000 mAh rating. So this will this this could charge your mobile phone and or your GPS unit for six and a half times. Um, so you think about it, if you charge your mobile phone 24 hours a day for five days plus one charge of your GPS unit, you're out on the grid for six days on that one power pack, which is not massive and you're completely self-sufficient um so it's 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 we start bringing these equations into it. it's quite a, these are all fag packet calculations this is just me trying to work it out but it makes you think about do i really even need a solar panel do you know a little power pack is there as a backup uh when you're out and about for those people who are doing those multiple day walks or a little bit of this um you know fear that i've not got those double a batteries with me and this kind of thing so it's quite an interesting concept are you you don't have a power have you got a, no you don't have a power pack at the moment Ian or not no we've I mean we do have you know we we as uh, have a, a quite an old power traveller that we do use from time to time um, but no I I I haven't got one at all but then again said haven't really needed anything of newer technology in the charging because it's only since October that I've had a GPS mm -hmm. with a um, battery that you can charge it with. And with 35 Sorry. hours of battery or 36 hours of battery, 
how often you're going to charge anyway. Yeah, yeah. What exactly? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's it's amazing. I say I, when you, when we're comparing that 36 hours on a built-in battery on a 66 SR compared to you know eight to ten hours running off AA batteries, your 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 66 SE, and how yeah. can you compare it really? Well, absolutely. Yeah. Now, sad, and, and I think it's 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 a thing that is you know it, un, un, understandably for quite a few people who do sort of activities that do require them to be away for quite a few days it, it's just suddenly the these smaller gps's but with the integrated batteries just have have suddenly i, I think is going to change the way people buy and use gps's i think so i think yeah. and environmentally as well it's no it's far yeah. better to have that built-in battery that's got a, a lifespan of X number of years than double yeah. A batteries, which frankly aren't. Mm. Um, I'm actually just starting to think crazy. Actually, I, I was thinking more feedback from a customer. A customer, we mentioned I had maybe a bit of a moan in last month's podcast about Duracell batteries, and I, and I oh. somebody emailed me a link to a witch report, and actually Duracell do a very good battery apparently, which came out one of the highest ones. It is over a pound a cell. It's not their basic model. You have to you'll have to source out. But actually it comes out very, very well as a as a rechargeable no throwaway battery. They wear one pound twenty a cell or something like that. But mm. they do mm. I, I I did incorrectly just um lump all Duracell batteries together. But actually if you do look at Duracell batteries, this is if you're running your GPS unit of AA batteries, there is some very quite premium AA batteries. So um so there's not just the basic one that we were discussing there. So I'll throw that into the equation as we say, hey, we've had a lot of reprimands over the last few weeks. Oh, stretch, isn't it? <laughs> we're obviously too, too, too cheerful at the beginning of the new year, John. That's what I reckon. <laughs> so I've done a video saying look at these power packs. If you want to see the uh, video where I look at the various different power packs, discuss your various options that are available that run alongside a GPS unit with a built-in power pack. Just find one of those GPS units, which is going to be, as we discussed, GPS Map 66SR, GPS Map uh, 66i, Montana 700 range, the 700, 700i, 750i, um, and also the um, the SatMap Active 20. And in the FAQs tab on that product page, I've done a video review looking at the power packs and how they will tie into uh, your GPS units and keep you powered when you're off-grid. The next thing on Ian, uh, next thing on this month's GPS training podcast is Ian's FAQs. The frequently asked questions Ian gets asked while supporting our customers. Um, you got a few little moans here, Ian, at the start of this. I was just going to oh. rename this um, Ian's moan <laughs> at Garmin in a nice way, should we? So, uh, um, so <laughs> but on, it's Ian. getting embarrassing, John. It's getting embarrassing. Well, I think it's getting embarrassing. So, and this is for all Oregon and Etrex Touch owners. Yes. Um, basically, as we've discussed in previous podcasts back in August, uh, Garmin did a release for the Oregon 700 firmware release, and it prevented um, it prevents people from when they've recorded their track, it prevents them from just deleting the track. So the only way that they can get themselves back to the screens they want to get back is just to save everything, um, whether you whether you want to or not, and then and then delete the track that you've just saved. Um, then about I think it was November time, uh, this sort of like problem found its way into the Etrex Touch range. Um, 
And looking back, so I had a customer contact me in January. Uh, and uh, so it was only a couple of weeks or so ago saying, am I going mad here? I said, no, you're not going mad. This has been rumbling on since last August. Um, we've already discussed the, you know, sort of like Tom Tom's very reduced hours at the moment, but I do, I do know Tom has passed it on to Garmin. Mm-hmm. I've spoken to Garmin dealer support about this and they openly admit there is a problem that you can't just, when you've recorded a track, you can't delete it. You've got to save it and then delete it. And I just think that, you know, so you've got, you've been given a brand new GPS for Christmas and you're struggling to delete a track and you're getting the likes of me replying saying, well, sorry, you've got to save everything. Um, but Garmin have known about it since August. And I just think that's embarrassing. And, and the thing and is, Ian, it's, yeah, go it's not a new, it's, it's not a new unit as well. Do you know, we're talking oh. Oregon 700 E-Trex 25s, which have been a cornerstone of Garmin yeah. stable for many, many yeah. years. Yeah. And actually, there'll be so many people with those units. Yeah, yeah. And 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 things, John. That even in, so this happened in August with the Oregon Seven Hundreds, and I think it was about October time. So we told Garmin straight away. They admitted that they accepted the fact there was a problem, and they even did a, another firmware update in I think it was October time. And you're thinking, oh, they they fixed it. No chance. And you think, if something was working perfectly well before this update, surely it must be quite easy to to undo what they've what they've knackered on it. And as I say, it, it's. But this is. I mean, apart from people thinking it's just moaning, it's really just alert no. all Oregon and Etrex Touch owners that currently you still, whether you like it or not, if you record your track, you have to save it before you delete it. And you know, it's not from the want of trying for telling people at Garmin, but we know that Garmin know about it anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, I just uh, and, and and I have encouraged the people who have been con- have contacted me about this, and I know they have done. I've said, look, please call Garmin Europe because at the end of the day, Garmin Europe need needs to be told by you, the customer, that you're getting fed up with this and that you should be getting, and they need to, to, to sort it. And so anyone else who is struggling with it, it's not you, it is, it, it is a, it's a software problem. So please do contact Garmin Europe about it. It's a, they're, they're, it's a, um, it's a local, um, you know, it's included within all your phone, um, charges or your call plans because they're based in southampton so you're not phoning an an international number please do phone them because someone something does need something so simple needs to be done about Mm -hmm. it um and the thing is it's a worldwide problem that again you know sometimes when we talk when we uh, talk about the the gb map card and this kind of thing that is a problem for the uk well this is going to be a problem worldwide so like it's not just us it's Everywhere that uses these, this unit, which is going to be everywhere in the world, is having the same problem because they all get the same software updates. It's, yeah, it seems absolutely crazy. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That... So, yeah, it's just to warn customers if you haven't, if you haven't, and I know we will have many. Um, you know, uh, we're still waiting for this software update where you can just delete your track if you mm-hmm. don't want to keep it. And there are many people who, you know, for very good reason, don't, you know, I think this gentleman was, was, <laughs> he'd, he, he had been given this GPS for, for Christmas and he, you know, he was trying it locally and he quite rightly said, well, why do I want to save a track around my, when I walk around my 
my village well you don't but the only way you can delete it is to save it first you know it's it's crazy so it's funny, I've been, I've said in the past, I've been caught out on courses with this because actually one of the things we do is like, you no, know, at the start of the course, you usually find that somebody's got a track that's running or something like this. And, and once you get into the routine that you know, you stop mm-hmm. your track at the end, you, you never really have this problem because you'll be saving at the end of it. But the start of every walk, uh, every course, you now we go outside, log onto the satellites and things, and, and now we need to reset your your trip and track data on the Oregon 7 and swipe from the bottom. And, and as, as long as the number's um, zero, you can just press the start button. Well, if it's not zero, which usually it's not, because actually people haven't stopped it properly because they've not been on the course, they don't know how it yeah. works. It's got like not a, a, a 30 minute um, number at the top. And, and that, well, the easiest way is just to um, delete it um, or press stop and then delete it because you don't know where that track is, but actually, they can't delete it, can they? So, and they go, well, why am I saving it? What's the only option you've got? <laughs> what am I saving? I don't know. You came on the yeah. course no half an hour ago. Um, so it is quite embarrassing that you kind of normally say, oh, just delete it. And then suddenly yeah. you can't delete you it. You can't. Um, so it's, yeah. yeah. So just be aware that if you do try and delete that track, it doesn't delete, does it? No. Um, so anyway, moving on to Ian's FAQs, which well, is common. John, just the other thing. It's my plea. The other thing is my plea to people. My plea to people, oh, please. Go on, your plea to people. My plea to people. Again, Christmas. Lots of people I know have bought GPSs through December and were either before Christmas or given them as presents. Um, like a lot of people saying, you know, they're planning great journeys across the world and saying, I can't do this, I can't do that. And it is just please go for a local walk, go for a walk locally. Um, you will, you know, when John, you know, when you, John, send me a the new GPSs that come out from time to time, I have a 700 meter walk around four roads. And within the 700 meters, I can learn everything to do with that GPS. You, do, you know, people, you know, or take it out, please, on a local walk that you know to prove to yourself that you can plan a route. Please don't start, you know, planning great journeys through the British Isles and saying, can't do this, can't do that, when we know that it's because it's blatantly obvious that you're sitting in your sitting in your living room. <laughs> take it out, please. Use it. <laughs> it's true, though. You're dead right. You're dead right, because actually you don't need to go. And I, that's what people say, oh, I'm going to leave it for the time being because I can't go out for your walk. You go out for your daily exercise. Just go for your walk around your block. Yeah. Use your GPS. The principles of what you using it is exactly the same as if you're going for a, a, your length walking the length of Britain do you know the principles yeah, exactly absolutely. and actually yeah. it's actually going to be better because you're going to be doing the actions a lot quicker of resetting your trip data finding yeah. your route or your track or whatever navigate around it you're going to be doing that when you come on a GPS training course our walks that we do are literally mostly under a mile because we don't need to go for a 20 mile walk in the countryside because that's the principles of doing it is exactly the same yeah. isn't it yeah so yeah so and you know it's when customers ask me a question sometimes I really genuinely I think, well, I think I know the answer, but sometimes I need to go out and prove it myself. So again, but I can prove it within probably 200 metres. You, you know, you really don't, one one way or the other. Um, so as I say, that is my moan, but it's now over. <laughs> to be honest, it, it's, it's a valid thing. It's, it's that, it's that because it, we have it all we have it all the time. It does happen, doesn't it? You, we get the phone call from somebody in wherever and say, I'm just about to start walking the Pennine Way and I can't find the track. I'm going, okay. Uh, so, have you got a computer? Oh, no, I'm on a campsite. Okay, what can we do? 
<laughs> Should yeah. we have not checked in Garmin Basecamp before you left that you'd preloaded the track of the Pennine yeah. Way on? Yeah. Oh, I never really thought of that. Okay, brilliant. So what would you like us to do at this moment in time? Well, I don't know. Can you get it to us? Well, yeah. Oh, yes, we had that back in the summer, I think, one, yeah. one Saturday morning. <laughs> I do remember that. <laughs> you can see they go, okay. So I've got in my car, I've driven 10, 10 miles down the road. It's run out of fuel, Ian. Yeah. <laughs> I never thought of looking at the fuel gauge before I set off. <laughs> But it, it, it wirelessly charged my mobile phone with the first 10 miles before it ran out of fuel. <laughs> yeah. oh Just check before you go. Yeah, there is, there is nothing worse than that. Yeah, the customer on the windy top saying, my, I'm on top of the hill and my GPS is doing this. Okay, what do you want yeah. us to do? <laughs> Test it out. Try it out locally. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, well, actually, uh, I, I should. Uh, we have had the the, uh, the savior when we did that. I think you you did help Ian. We had Ian, uh, not Ian, a uh, Paul on the podcast, who's my friend who did the uh, the spine challenger race. And I know he had problems with his sat map when he was doing his recce, didn't he? He was camping in the middle of nowhere, and he he rang me up and said, "John, I'm having a problem with the sat map." No, and uh, this was about seven o'clock, and I was out walking the dog, and I'm in the middle of nowhere. X, Y, and Z's happening. I went, I tell you what. I'll text Ian and see if Ian will ring you. So I text you, you know, Ian, yeah. what are you doing? He says, nothing. Why? Is any chance he can rang Paul, his good friend, and he's struggling with his sat map, and see if he can sort him out. And, uh, yeah, you uh, you kindly rang him at uh, half past seven on a on a Tuesday night, as he was X thousand feet above sea level trying but, to uh, source his GPS. But unit, greatest so. of respect to him, John. Greatest oh, of respect. Yeah, I appreciate that, because, again, uh, yeah, so we occasionally have it. For so. what he did. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So that's good. Okay, moving on to Ian's FAQ. So, first one you're going to look at is Garmin's not... Garmin maps not being recognised by Basecamp. Numerous queries this month about the maps not loading on GPS or not connecting to your PC. Okay, really some things just to work through if this happens, Ian, isn't it really? Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. It's, it's about two Mondays ago. I think I had about five people all contact us over the weekend saying, oh, this isn't connecting, that's not connecting. But it is, I think, mainly, John, basic computer skills, you know, uh, disconnect the GPS, try different cables, shut base camp down, load base camp up, turn your computer off, turn it back on again. There are just so many things that that you can do, uh, and and it will be, you know, I, the, the the way I look at it is is that provided you can see the maps on your GPS, so provided that's okay, um, then it's either the connection or it's your computer or base camp. And and it is, you know, we can, yes, I mean, I know um, I've given you a, a very long list of, of things that are probably going to go into the podcast notes, but it really is just a matter of trying all the basic, mm-hmm. it, it is real basic computer skills. Um, and, and the other one, I've actually had a couple of customers this week where their maps were loading, but um, then there was a section of map that wasn't loading. And... I always, on the courses, I always suggest to people that they always start off with Basecamp. So when their GPS is connected to Basecamp, uh, to their computer and Basecamp's reading the map card, start off with really low detail because your computer graphics card needs to catch up with really highly detailed ordnance survey mapping. So if you go straight in at the highest level, it will take forever to and move around the country on low detail or the global map. Um, and then when you're um, when you're in the area, 
just gradually increase the detail level to the highest level, especially if you've got the one to 25,000 map card, because it just takes a long time for the graphics card of your PC to 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 process the information. So um, so again, that that's a, an, another thing as well as all the, you know, if you can see a bit of your map, but not all of it, just decrease the detail. There are slider bars on Basecamp for the Mac and for the Windows PCs, or you can use the plus and the minus or the scroll wheel on your mouse. There are various ways of zooming in and out, but just start off with, with low. And, and also there's a selection, um, uh, you know, the selection menu item as well for for the detail level so just start off with something low and if you're having problems start in low and then go to high and then it, it should should work and um but we had quite a few though this this month yeah and the other thing you mentioned is that usb cable i don't think people realize there are different types of usb cable, yeah. and actually some just transfer power and just others will transfer data and power and that's a really common thing where you know somebody says oh, it used to work in now stop i say you're using the cable you came with. yes yes and i said please make sure it's got garmin written on it oh it's not and you go well it's not the cable you got oh yeah. it's the right cable it now works yeah so again check the cable um the thing you put on this list is checking the permissions on the Mac on the SD card. That's quite a common occurrence. And I don't know if that's just happened recently because I've had a few customers um, where they need to alter the permissions on their yeah. on their Mac to do that. And and again, I've had it for a number of years. This has worked great and suddenly it stopped reading it. I don't know if the new Mac update has, has somehow done that. And again, it's quite a technical one that of actually going into the settings of that Mac to do. Mm. Mm. Um, mm. But again, it's um, it's one to to work through. So it's just to check, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. That's one there. If people don't know on our um, on our website and gpstrain.co.uk on the top. There's one that says support. If you go into support there, it actually goes into the back end of our management software. So it's the way we manage your emails when they come in. So when the email comes into the business, it comes into this this software and then we assign it to Ian. So Ian gets all the complicated ones and then we keep all the nice ones. <laughs> all the long weary ones. All the long weary. Now with, within no, I don't mind. within that within that software <sighs> we have what we call solutions. So Ian has you no know, if you email saying I can't do XY, he's got a pre message that has has done that, which is the standard answer you would get when XY and said if you want to do a master reset, we don't write it out every time Ian would copy and paste this from solutions. But you actually have access, I say you, the listeners, have access to those solutions, even if you don't buy your GPS unit or subscribe. So if you go into the the, um, the support at the top, there's a little bar at the top, and you can type in a question. It says solutions at the top. You can type in your question. And if you type in there, no, Mac not recognizing Mac card, there's the answer that we can give you. So again, if you can, if you want to go into there and find those answers, that's where they are. Now, again, if the answer doesn't sort out your problems, Unless you subscribe to a support package from ourselves, sadly we can't go any further than that. But it might be a way of helping people who are outside support packages. If you were dating your Mac and you got a GPS unit for three years ago, there's a nice way of finding out that answer there. Um, yeah. You can do it. So again, there's a various things you can work through. I'll put those in the, um, in the in the notes underneath the podcast for people if they wish to uh, to work through. Key thing there, Ian, is I know one of the things there is no restart your computer. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Yeah, yeah. Just, you know, I mean, common thing, doesn't it? Just restart yeah. our computer and it works, isn't it? Often, yeah. And, and I think, especially for Mac owners as well. I mean, I've noticed on courses, uh, courses. What, what are they? Um, I've noticed that 
if you have a GPS connected to a Mac computer for some time, it does have a habit of disconnecting mm. itself. So again, just unplug the, the GPS and plug it back in again. And, you know, it happens without, understandably, people don't notice that, but it does, you know, it, it can disconnect itself for whatever reason. So, yeah, just good, basic good. computer stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. Um, SatMap. Um, yes. Updating using the Wi-Fi. Yes. My U-turn, John. It's my U-turn. Because I know in the past we've talked about updating Active 20s uh, because really we don't. I, th I think it's probably because really now Active 10s and 12s, well, they're now, they're history, aren't they? Mm -hmm. um, so Active 20s, um, I know for a long time, you know, I say, oh, you sat sync, you sat sync. My father best. But I've got to the stage with, um, so my antivirus uh, software treats SatSync as a virus. Okay. So the only way that I can, act, e even if I give my, even if I give it permission to say it's a bona fide program in my antivirus software, it still treats it as a virus. So um, the only way that I can actually do do anything using to use SatSync is to dis disable absolutely everything. And of course, because you're going onto the internet to update the Active 20. And also, it's a bit of a palaver then having to reactivate your antivirus sof software. So now um, I'm a Windows user. I just update the Active 20 via Wi-Fi. Mm -hmm. it's, it's just quicker and easier. And, and I do know, and I've had discussions with one or two Mac owners because SatSync is not, SatSync doesn't give as many options for updates for, for Macs as it does for Windows computers. So really the only viable way for a Mac owner to update an Active 20 is over Wi-Fi. So, and, and you know, and, and, and I'm sure, and because again, SatSync used to be used to transfer uh, GPX files um, between the computer and the GPS, because again, now um, Active 20, we can do it a much quicker, easier way by copying and pasting straight into the, in, into the root folder internal storage. Then, you know, you can sort of see why this is all going the way that it's going. So actually, I just think, you know, okay, I'm going to, like everyone does at the moment, I'm going to do a U-turn. Um, <laughs> it's true though, isn't it? Um, and uh, yeah, I, I'll, um, I just do it over Wi-Fi. It's just easier. It really is genuinely easier, I think. And, and as I say, and it solves the problems for Mac owners. Um, because SatSync for Mac isn't as good mm -hmm. as it is for Windows. Brilliant, Windows. fantastic. So if you're updating your SatMap Active 20, just do it via the Wi-Fi. Again, it's far easier. You just can sat yeah. down in your living room, you just log onto your Wi-Fi yeah. and off you go so, and, and you're ready to... That's it done, isn't it? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah. And then your wearables, FA. Yes. Yes. Um, yes, so this is... Um, come on, I'll, I'll let you... I won't steal your thunder, Ian. So, is... well, actually, is it... So I had a customer two weeks ago. We've had another customer this week, both with Phoenix Sixes, saying that the battery is running down really, really quickly. Um, and the, cust the first customer wasn't recording any health stats, wasn't recording his sleep, wasn't um, just wasn't doing anything really. And his Phoenix Six X that was meant to last for thirty days um, was lasting, I think, about two days. And even when it was fully charged. Um, it said it only had 23 days uh, running time. So um, so I got him to do a complete master reset. So it's not just reset the settings, it's deleting all the data off the um, watch 
and so we did that he did that you don't lose anything because it's all sitting in your so if you if it's paired to the garmin, your a garmin connect account then all your historical data is there anyway um it and it's it's as if when these watches are running down really quickly and it's pretty obvious when they do run down quickly um that it's like there's something running in the background um and I know Garmin give you lots of steps to work through. It could be this, could be that. And I was saying to you the other day, John, I think sometimes really the quickest way really is just to just to do a, master, a full master reset, uh, delete all the data from the watch. And the customer that I spoke to, um, it literally, you know, we agreed that he'd run his watch for a week after the master reset and he would contact me in between time if need be. Didn't hear from him all week. So I'm thinking, well, it must have cured the problem mm -hmm. which it had done. And he quite rightly said, um, you know, it's a bit like um, it's a bit like a clearing your computer out, shutting your computer down, cleaning out all the rubbish on a computer. And that's what it is. And probably do it every six months or so. Just, you know, if if you're noticing the performance of the battery going down or other things not quite working just just reset it mm -hmm. and and cures it and that also is that we've discussed in the past for a handheld unit no but handheld yeah. unit is playing up especially a, an older handheld unit you know you've had mm. a unit for six seven eight nine years do a master reset on it you know it, it yeah. does clear out any of those little bugs doesn't it that uh, yeah that's on yeah. that unit yeah. so and I think, especially with the watches, you know, they're forever trying to communicate with Garmin Connect, and it could just be something that's just got stuck between the watch and Garmin Connect, I reckon, that's just running, that runs the battery down the whole time whilst it's trying to do whatever it wants to do. Brilliant. Failing. Some good Ian's FAQs this month. So the first one is Garmin Basecamp, um, just working through various things if it doesn't recognise the maps. We're having a few customers who's not recognising the map maps when they're plugging their Garmin GPS units in. Again, look at the lead, um, look at the permissions on your SD card. You know, try a different computer. If you go to the computer in the house, mm -hmm. try another computer and see it works on there. And just try to narrow that down. It's just trying to find that sort of problem to the solution. Sat map, no, if you want to, uh, well, when you update your unit, because you should be updating your sat map active. 20 use the wi-fi now especially if you're a mac user because there's that bit of a problem with the connectivity to a mac and uh, often people have got gps watches if you find that the power is not lasting as long as it has done in the past um do a master reset on that and there's um instructions um of how to do that online And finally, many thanks for listening to this month's GPS Train Podcast. If there's anything you'd like to cover in future episodes, please do get in touch. Please do give us a call, especially if you're thinking about buying a new GPS unit. And please do take a look at both our physical GPS training courses and also our webinars. Just please go to our website, which is gpstraining.co.uk, and click on GPS Training Courses. If you can, please do tell a friend about the GPS Training Podcast and encourage them to subscribe on whatever platform they are on. And if you are listening to us on a mobile phone or a tablet or even on your computer, please do give us a five-star rating and review on whatever platform you're on because that also helps us rank very well in the world of podcasting. Many thanks, Ian, for joining me on this month's GPS Training Podcast. Has that been good? Have you enjoyed it, Ian? <sighs> I feel I've got a lot off my chest this month, John. <laughs> <laughs> and I, 
I hope that we were serious enough this week, uh, this month as well. Oh, I think we have. I think we've uh, we've, we've lifted the bar a little bit on the last month. You see, I th- maybe yeah. we're just joyful coming up to the joys of the new year. You see, last year it must have been, must have been, John. So now you're behaving yourself. <laughs> so, so we've got to plan something very special for the fiftieth, fiftieth podcast. Fiftieth podcast. If anybody's got any ideas, joking aside, send us a link. Like, we're not going to go back over 50 episodes and pick out the best no. ones, because that's going to be quite boring, really. Yeah. And, and that's quite a lot of time, and I'm actually going back and picking <laughs> the high points, which are quite few, I suspect. So if you like to do... I don't know what we could... We have to do something completely different, don't we? What could we do completely different? We should do a... Um, we could do a live Zoom call with our listeners, Ian. <laughs> we could get them on a Zoom call and they could ask us questions. Wow. <laughs> that doesn't sound too good, does it? <laughs> Sounds like a good... <laughs> Hey, get Gormin. Gormin on the phone. Yeah, we're going to get your map caught out soon. <laughs> we would have to have Tom on that same Zoom call from yeah. Garmin as well. So we can just, we can offer, have a word with Tom about that. Have a word with Tom yeah. about that. Have a word with Tom about that. You've got to do something different. We'll do do something something different. Different. If anybody's got any ideas, joking aside, please do drop us an email and uh, we'll might pick up and do a variety. We actually do, we could maybe split it into seven sets. If there's various good ideas, we could do various things within the same podcast. But I think what we need to do is move away from our normal format yeah, yeah, yeah. and do yeah. something completely different um, and, and, and yeah, incorporate something get, different. Get, get Lynn on. Get Lynn on the show, John. <laughs> I keep joking about this, actually. I keep Lynn, when, when, when something gets said, I say, you should come on the podcast and say that, you know, she kind of cowers back into a chair with that. No, Lynn thing. should do. She should do. She's she's a very critical part of your company. Joking aside, what we yeah. should do is get the full team around the table, yeah. Ian. Yeah. So not just myself and you, we should get the yeah. full team on the G- from the GPS Train podcast in to have a bit of a chat. And then there would be some ladies on the podcast as well, because people don't well, know this. The, the, yes. the other office now where I'm sat now is that the two ladies are in there. So to get some female voice on the podcast might encourage some yeah. listeners. Yeah. Um, and to hear their wit and humour. <laughs> Just rather than two grump, grumpy old men. <laughs> right, that's one suggestion. If anybody's got any other suggestions, yeah. please let us know. And thank you very much for listening to this month's GPS Home Podcast. Please do, please do get in touch with your ideas about our 50th episode. And yeah, thanks very much, Ian, for joining me on this month's you, GPS Training Podcast. You're welcome, John. <laughs> thanks for listening to the GPS Training Podcast, the monthly podcast keeping you up to date with everything in the world of outdoor GPS navigation. Mm-hmm.